Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today I want to spend some little bit of time talking about pride. Pride is one of these things that can get to us. And as a nation, pride really, it really grabs us. We think in America, and we're getting less this way as an American society, but we start thinking in the American society that, hey, we're Americans, therefore we're right, therefore we're good. And the, that is a problem that is, is an arrogance that is not held to such a degree to many other nations, but it is one held commonly in ours. Now, I've gone through a couple things recently, both from Erwin Lutzer. One of those being called Is God on America's Side, which was a pretty good book. Uh, the last two chapters is absolutely worth reading. The per first ones were very good. It, it was I didn't learn anything new, but the final chapters about the Christian and American society were just so fascinating that I would encourage you to have a look for it. And I'll put a link for that book in the description down below there. Now, the other series I'm going through on the sermon series, one was the book, and the other one's the sermon series, is The Church in Babylon, which is just a fascinating series. And this is going through the book of Jeremiah about how we in America are pretty much becoming Babylon, as it was described in uh, in the Bible. And we, as the church universal, we are the church in Babylon. Well, there's actually... A very related scripture to this and uh, this is in Isaiah 47 that wasn't addressed by either of these resources but it's something that we found in uh, in a Bible study this week and uh, I'm actually going to start in verse 7 which is just before the beginning of a paragraph but it kind of that verse 7 kind of sets a summary of verses 1 through 6 and then I want to read 8 down to 11 as our text but verse 7 is kind of a wrap-up leading into this. It says, Yet you said, I will be forever queen, and these things you did not consider, nor remember the outcome of them. And then we move into a new section of the prophecy. Now then hear this, you sensual one, who dwells securely, who says in your heart, I am, and there is no one besides me. I will not sit as a widow, nor loss of children. But these two things will come on you suddenly in one day, the loss of children and widowhood. They will come on you in full measure in spite of your many sorceries, in spite of the great power of your spells. You felt secure in your wickedness and said, no one sees me. Your wisdom and your knowledge, they have deluded you. For you have said in your heart, I am, and there is no one beside me. But evil will come upon you which will you will know which you will not know how to charm away and disaster will come on you for which you cannot atone and destruction about which you do not know will come on you suddenly that is an interesting text as it deals with that heart that pride within us and of course the pride is that first sin that got satan cast out of heaven the pride is that one thing that I held on to so long before a Christian. I was prideful of my education. I was prideful of my high morality. I will not use drugs. That is so stupid. And those that do are just dumb. And the, the pride in my life, my academic accomplishments are unparalleled. I mean, understand, I, I finished high school 
uh, and I almost finished a year early. The only reason I didn't is because I was, you know, lazy and, and uh, didn't have a necessary a direction. But I still finished with really high grades despite starting high school with F's and D's. I went off to four years. I finished my degree in four years and picked up two minors on top of my major. And I skipped my master's and got a PhD on a full ride scholarship. There's an accomplishment to that. I was a doctor before age 28 and I was a college professor at that time. So there was a lot to be prideful for in the academic world in my life. Now, the thing is that we have to understand is that a pride is also the thing that will interfere with our relationship with God. When we have pride, pride at its core nature, the reason it's such a bad sin is because it prevents us from getting into the heart of God. It prevents us from looking up, looking out. It prevents us from seeking help. Here in America, we talk about this interdependence that we have, or this independence we have, rather. We need an interdependence on God. But the independence, we are going to be independent. I want to be independent of you, independent of me, independent of everybody else, independent of a God. And we live forth this life in pure independence. Well, what we really need is an interdependence, relying daily on prayer and on Bible study to get into the heart and the mind of God to understand how to live in our world. And this person here, as referenced through the prophecy of Babylon, is very much like us. We say in our heart, there is no one besides me. I will never suffer harm. I will never suffer loss. And that's what exactly happens. Harm and loss. We in America, of course, we had a, a you know, about a decade back, we had a, a huge recession that caused a lot of people to lose about everything. For the decade before that, we had 9-11, caused so many people, as Lutzer says throughout the Church in Babylon series, you know, and, and also in, in um, Is God on America's Side, he says in this series and in this book, you know, at that period of time with 9-11, we started to see God bless America everywhere. In fact, I moved down here to State College where I live right now, and the bus system then, they didn't have anything, you know, anything pro-America, pro-God, anything. Now they, uh, it's, it, the, all the buses have a, bu- a sticker on. It's like, you know, God bless America or something. And of course, they're now old and worn out. They were all put on in response to 9-11. I remember when it happened. At that time, I was relying on the public transportation in my town here to get around. Those stickers weren't there. 9-11 happened. Stickers showed up. Erwin Lutzer even talks about there's this porn shop that had God Bless America sticker on it. (laughs) Go figure that out. So the point that he makes is in that period of time, in that tragedy, in the tragedies of that, in the tragedies of recessions, we let God off of his little reservation we forced him onto to impact us. And then now that we feel good about ourselves, we feel, all right, now we're back strong again. Okay, God, go away. And then every cycle that happens, God gets pushed further and further away. Where we are right now in 2020... God has been pushed so far out of the way that it's almost inconceivable to allow him anywhere in the public sphere. And that's a frightening, frightening thing. I mean, anti-God agenda gets pushed on the townspeople in State College here as they paint the sidewalks LGBT rainbow colors and they hang LGBT flags such to the degree that we got three churches downtown our town that also fly that flag. They don't fly an American flag. Some of them fly the Christian flag. A lot of them fly the LGBT flag, which is very interesting. Entire denominations right now 
are splitting up over this. Entire churches now are preaching something that is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. But, and we sit down and we say, and this is really also at the heart of that church growth movement, we don't need to rely on God. We don't need to rely on faith. We have a marketing plan. We have a franchise model that works. We know if we, we get rid of the old people and bring in a young hipster and we get rid of the ties and we bring in contemporary music, we know that people are going to come. And if we have a big church full of all these millennials and Gen Zers and whatever else coming in after them, that our church is now thriving. But it's not. It's devoid of the scriptures. It's devoid because they've grown big on the pride of their marketing plan. Let me read that to you again. For you have said in your heart, I am and there is no one besides me. You try and preach the sound gospel in a church growth church and they're going to have a conversation with you. They're going to be like, well, we're teaching the same gospel. We're just using different methods. That is not correct. The true gospel comes in and is an affront to the sinners that are in the world. That is what the true gospel is. So when you deny that, when you deny that to grow a big church, when you deny that to push these huge buildings, these huge programs, you are actually denying the gospel. The true gospel is going to be offensive to the unbelievers in your group, but the church is not there for the unbelievers. The church is there for the believers to learn to grow who Christ is. That is the message. That is the gospel. And yes, you can preach the true gospel in a variety of means and methods. I mean, YouTube, who heard of that kind of stuff? You know, these videos might also be on other platforms as well. The internet is a thing. You can learn a lot from it as long as you're learning the true gospel. But just because you make a big, relevant, modern church doesn't mean it's the church preaching the same message. Because we have developed a message of sin and of pride. I am the one. I don't need that God. I don't need the Bible studies. I just need a marketing plan. I don't know how this whole message turned into a, a church growth thing or not, but uh, that's kind of been on my heart lately. But anyway, the point remains. We in this country and in many Western countries have rested on our own laurels. We have believed that we have achieved. We're not placing our faith in Christ anymore. And I encourage you today, place your faith in Jesus Christ. Confess of your sin. Spend time in the Bible. Spend time in prayer to learn who Christ is. That's what I want to have to say. Thanks for coming along. Have a look at the links in the description down below. I always have some new books coming out and working on. You can have a look at the description down there. I'll have links to all those books in there. So thanks for coming along and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.